1: floors
2: really squeak, you live in a money pit. money pit. If your basement needs a pump, or your place looks like a dump. You live in a money pit. money pit.
1: Pick up the telephone. Fix up your home, sweet home. I call it
3: 888
2: money pit. The money pit is presented
4: by ADT and Bank of America. Now here are Tom and Leslie coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
0: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
4: And Happy New Year. It is 2021 and time to talk about the future, time to put 2020 in the past and plan projects for the year ahead. If you've got a project you'd like to get done, give us a call at one eight eight Money Pit because we are here to help or post your questions at moneypit.com. Coming up on today's show, if you have an electric water heater, you probably know all too well that it an Unfortunately, the most expensive way to get hot water. Well, smart home technology has now arrived and it provides options for water heaters that not only cost less to operate, but include built in leak protection to stop floods. We'll highlight those details in just a bit.
0: And also ahead, if your roof starts to leak when the snow starts to melt, you might have a common problem known as an ice dam. We're going to have tips to melt this problem away and an important tip on how to get your insurance company to pay for the fix.
4: Plus, we've got three handy hacks to help deal with snow and ice this winter, including a cool recipe for a homemade de-icer you can mix up whenever it's needed in today's smart spending tip.
0: And we've got an excellent prize to give away this hour. We've got the Blue by ADT wireless outdoor camera, and it's worth $199. Now, ADT just launched a DIY smart home system this year called Blue by ADT, and it's going to help protect and connect people with the things they love the most. It's an expandable system. You can customize your smart home however your home has security needs for. ADT has a solution for you. It's a great prize pack worth $199, and you can check it out at Blue by ADT. Com.
4: Give us a call right now. We'll toss your name in the Money Pit hard hat and send out that ADT wireless outdoor camera to you.
0: Heading out to Ocala, Florida, we've got Colleen on the line. Colleen, what's going on at your Money Pit?
5: Hi. Thank you for um, taking the time to talk with me. Um, we, we are in a home that's fairly large and has um, two of the regular um, conventional water heaters, um, okay. one on one side of the house and one on the other, and the other one is smaller It's actually in the ceiling um, and uh, above a bedroom, (laughs) so it's a little unnerving. And the other one is in the garage, so that one's not as bad, but we've done a little bit of repair work on that one in the garage. Um, They're both uh, fairly old. Um, The previous owners, we've only been in the house for about a year. Previous owners said that they're um, over 20 years old, so it's probably time um, to – um, get into a new system before something really bad happens.
4: Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds wise. But
5: we've been looking. We've been looking at um, conventional um, systems still, and we were thinking about doing a tankless water system. But um, we've had plumber or a plumbers, just one that we've gotten a quote from, and um, they recommended the conventional style over the tankless, saying that they're not as energy efficient for the tankless. Wanted to get your opinion on that.
4: Sure. Happy to help you with that. So, first of all, what uh, type of water heater do you have? What type of fuel are you using? Is it an electric water heater or is it gas? Yeah, it's electric. Okay. So, yeah. So, your plumber is correct. When it comes to tankless water heaters, uh, there is no such thing as a electric tankless water heater that is efficient. Um, there are what's called heat pump water heaters, which are very efficient, but they are a full-size water heater like a tank, it's like a regular, you know, any other type of tank water heater, but they're also more expensive. Now, there's another option that is just out now that you might want to look at, and especially since you have one of these is going to be right over your bedroom. It is called the Ream Gladiator hot water heater, and the Rheem Gladiator water heater is unique in a number of ways. First of all, it has a technology built into it that helps it run at peak efficiency, and also, it it monitors uh, the system and alerts you on your phone if anything's going wrong. It can even tell you how much hot water you have left if you want to take a shower. And the other thing that's really cool is that it's the first water heater I've ever seen that has a built-in leak protection system, so it has a valve that feeds the water, feeds the water heater. And if there's any leakage detected at the base of the water heater, this valve automatically shuts off. And when it shuts off, because there's no incoming water, there's no incoming water pressure, you will get a very minute amount of water that will leak out of that water heater before it's discovered and can be replaced. Now, the other challenge you have is you have two locations with water heaters. You have to put back two water heaters. You can't do this with one. But you mentioned one was near your bedroom. That's probably the reason that you don't have to wait so long for water to be hot in the morning. If you just had one water heater and a long run to get to your bedroom, by the time you step in that shower and turn the water on, you're going to have to wait, you know, 15, 20 seconds for that water to turn hot. But the closer that bathroom is to the water heater, the quicker it does actually turn hot. So it's a little more efficient. So I think if I was you, I definitely agree. You should replace them. It's well; they're well past their prime. I would take a look at the Ream Gladiator units. Just go to reem.com/gladiator. They've got a great page there that kind of explains the benefit for that, and that's R-H-E-E-M, R-H-E-E-M, com slash Gladiator. And you can learn about that. And I think that's probably giving you the best of all worlds. You're going to get the same, a very similar efficiency to a heat pump water heater. It will cost less, uh, and it'll certainly be more energy efficient than what you could do with electric tankless water heaters. And again, if it was gas, I'd say go with a tankless water heater, but uh, that's because it's a lot less expensive to run.
5: Do I need somebody to... Um put that in for us, install it, or is that something we can do? Yes. We do, okay. Yeah,
4: it depends. I mean, if, you're, if you and your husband are advanced do yourselfers, maybe you could do that. But for the most part, I think that that is a, that is a good job for a professional because not only do you have to plumb it, you have to wire it. Right. properly, and uh, I wouldn't want to see you make any errors on that. So I would have a pro do that. But, you know, you the, you may know more about the most advanced water heaters on the market now than the pro does. So you uh, right. can certainly specify what you want. And, and I know those water heaters are sold at Home Depot because I bought one there. And uh, you guys should go there and take a look at them as well. Okay,
5: that's great. Oh, I'm so glad I called. Thank you so much.
4: You're welcome, Colleen. Good luck with that project. Let us know how you make out, okay?
5: All right, right, will do. Thank you.
0: Well, with all this chilly weather, nobody likes chilly tootsies. John in Wisconsin is dealing with some cold feet on a cold floor. What's going on?
6: Hi. I have a little room off the front of my home, which is just over uh, some cinder block wall uh, area in, the, in a crawl space, I guess, would be properly to describe it. Okay. And there's no heat to it, um, and I have no way to insulate the floor, I guess. what What is my options to, to Get away from the cold floor. So
4: do you have access to the crawl space? I'm afraid I do not. Okay. That is a bit of a challenge. Uh, and did you say that this room is not heated now?
6: Uh, it is. It is just connecting off of my living room. It's kind mm-hmm. of the entranceway to my living okay. room, the front door, and then there's a little closet area there. So there's no okay. heat except what the air transfer.
4: Like a foyer. Yeah. Okay. So I'll I'll give you two options. First of all, you really should have access to this crawl space area. If there's a way that you can provide it by breaking through that block wall and and putting in an access space, um, I can see a lot of reasons to have that. But in this case, you'd be able to insulate that space fully from below. Now, if you can't that do that, sense. another thing that you could think about doing is you could put an additional layer of insulation above that floor. There is a type of subfloor that is designed for basements, and it helps make cold basement slabs warm and comfortable. It's called dry core Subfloor, and then they have a version called Subfloor Plus. Okay. The thing that's unique about this product is they have an air gap technology that keeps the subfloor part of it up off the floor underneath. Now, in your case, you're not going on top of concrete, although I'm thinking this could work as well because the subfloor plus has a layer of insulation under it. So this would help put not only some airspace, but also a layer of insulation uh, between the present floor uh, and uh, your your two cold feet (laughs) as, uh, as you're feeling it right now. It's not exactly how it's designed to be used, but I think it may work. As I said earlier, it's typically used on a basement floor that's very cold and you want to finish it and it makes it nice and warm and cozy and it stays up off the concrete surface so you don't get any dampness or moisture.
6: That's great advice. I actually have my back door is that exact similar, similar situation. It is on a concrete slab, and it's cold also. But I will make access to that front crawl space, and it's a great idea. And I am a contractor, and I tell you what, I love your show. I get a lot of uh, uh, good tips from you guys. I, uh, keep up the good work.
4: Well, thanks very much, John, and good luck with that project. Let us know how you make out. Thank you very much, and bye now.
0: Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors?
4: Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctor com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's Airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT.
0: Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy.
4: Just go to aquatrue.com. That's dot com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money PIT. Well, we get lots of cool stuff to highlight on the Money Pit and occasionally we get some fun stuff to give away as well. And that is the case today because we've got the Blue by ADT wireless outdoor camera Worth 199. bucks. It's going to go out to one listener drawn at random, so you can call in your home improvement question at Money MoneyPit, or you can post it to moneypit.com or Facebook.com/slash the money pit. It's a pretty cool camera. Uh, this blue by ADT line is a new smart home system that they just launched to help protect and connect people. And this outdoor camera lets you see and talk to visitors no matter where you are. It even features night vision, which is pretty cool, and facial recognition. It's compatible with Google Assistant and Amazon on alexa it's worth 199 bucks we're going to make it compatible with you if you pick up the phone and call us with your home improvement question or post it at moneypit.com
0: well if you have an electric water heater you probably know all too well that it's unfortunately the most expensive way to get hot water while smart home technology has now arrived providing options for water heaters that not only cost less to operate but include built-in leak protection to stop those floods
4: Well, that's right. Rheem has recently launched the Gladiator electric water heater, and it's full of built-in smart features to help prevent cold showers, help you be alerted of any issues before there's no hot water, and protect your home from potential damage. For example, it has this built-in EcoNet technology. It does quite a lot. It gives you complete control of the water heater, everything from adjusting water temp and tracking energy use to setting vacation mode, all from your phone. It even has a hot water availability indicator, which is really cool, so you'll know you have enough hot water before you jump in the shower as opposed to running out mid-shower, which can be an unpleasant way to finish your bathing experience. And it can track (laughs) your energy use with a vacation mode so you can save on water heating costs while you're away and still return home to a tank full of perfectly hot water.
0: Yeah, but you know what? The other nice thing about this water heater is that it features a leak prevention system, and that's going to include an auto shutoff valve. So if you ever have a leak, the system limits the leak to no more than 20 ounces of water. Now, that's really helpful because by shutting off the flow of water, Gladiator can help you avoid an average of $4,000 in water leak damage.
4: You can learn more at ream.com slash gladiator.
0: Now we've got even Massachusetts on the line who's dealing with a big headache going on over at her money pit. What happened? We had a roof,
3: roofing job done, which was great. And the same party did a gutter job. And it doesn't. You had mentioned six inch gutters that was in our contract. Yep. And the gutter job is inadequate. The water shoots over the gutter and uh, the gutter doesn't go to the full end. So I was wondering. Do you huh. have any hints about negotiating
4: with the contractor? Yeah, has the contractor already been paid? Uh, a down payment, yes. You gave him a down payment. He did the installation. Uh, and so he's done the work, but the work's not uh, not done well. So you're actually in a pretty good position. Usually we get these calls, and the contractor's already been paid and long gone. Oh, okay. So- no,
3: no, I... I um... Waited on that because I was in doubt.
4: The question is, um, you know, was the job installed correctly? And I can't tell you without seeing this. But um, you mentioned that water shoots over the top of the gutters. Are there are there gutter guards on top of these gutters? Uh,
3: there's like a, a screen that
4: would yeah. uh, uh,
3: would keep the leaves out, but not the water.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, we had yeah. uh,
3: because there's a peak. It's a ranch house. And right. the the uh, roof is straight, except for the peak, and those two valleys are where a lot of water comes off. Yep. Especially lately, we've had like one inch in mm-hmm. an hour rainstorm. Yeah.
4: Well, this is all fixable, and uh, what you're going to have to do is, first of all, have you talked to the gut the gutter company and the roofing company about the problems that you're having? Have they made any suggestions?
3: They, they actually an original job, and then came back and did a reinstall, and the reinstall is really no better than the original job, right. and uh, at the one end, the the gutter doesn't go past the end of the roof, so there's a, a, like a drip and puddles on the ground, because... The gutter is like two inches
4: short. Well, yeah, the gutter doesn't always go past the end of the, past the end of the building. Not that far. That may or may not be the problem. But I can tell you about the valley situation. So, where you have a valley and you get a lot of water, that clucks there and it comes down fast and furious. Uh, There is a way that you can install what's called a diverter, which is like an L-shaped piece of flashing. And what that can do is take some of the water that's running down the valley and move it further out on the roof so it comes to the roof edge in a different spot and doesn't all collect in that center spot. And if you do it with the same color material that's on the roof, it's not terribly noticeable either. It's just an old trick of the trade that I know to kind of reduce the amount of water that's coming in one particular place is to use a diverter like that. Now, if, if you've tried twice with this contractor and it's still not done right, then what I would maybe do is get an estimate from a, dish, a different contractor, one that's completely disconnected from the one that you used, and uh, tell them what the problems are that you're having. You don't even have to tell them who did the work. You could just say, look, I had I had these gutters done some time ago, and they're not performing well for these reasons, X, Y, and Z. Could you give me an estimate on what it will take to correct it? What would your recommendation be and what will it take to correct it? And I would get at least two independent estimates like that and see if it starts to align and make sense to you. And then now you know both what might be the options here and secondly, what it will cost. And if you don't want to deal further with your existing contract, then you just write him a letter and say, listen, this job was inferior. I got some estimates to correct it. Uh, the estimates are X, um, and I'm going to deduct that from what I owe you.
3: I see. Uh, they did say that they were willing to uh, cancel the contract, refund our, refund our money. The dilemma I have, I did contact uh, another gutter uh, company, and their, their jobs would be eight weeks out. So I needed gutter to be there in the meantime. And I negotiate with the original.
4: If this contractor has offered to refund you all your money and walk away, and are they? They're not going to take the gutters off, are they? They're going to leave it because there's, there's there's no value to them of taking those off. Oh, there
3: there isn't. Okay, they had said something about taking it down, refunding the
4: money. Well, there's no value to. I mean, they're not going to reuse those gutters. All those gutters are custom made, so if they're willing to give you most of your money back, if not all, and leave the gutter job in place, at least you have something there for the winter. And then I would try again in the spring. I see. It's a tough time now to to get a contractor to do that kind of work. It's really out of season. Yes, especially in the Northeast. All right, so I think we've flushed out some options for you, Eve. Thanks so much for calling us, and good luck with the project. I'm sorry that happened to you. Thank you so much.
0: Well, if your roof starts to leak when the snow starts to melt, you might have a common problem known as an ice dam. Now, it usually happens when we have snow and then it's followed by some warmer days. Now, that melted snow is going to form ice at your roof edge and that's going to build up to become a dam, which is going to hold back any other water that's trying to come down the roof line as snow is melting and it could leak right through the roof.
4: Yeah, and since roofs usually leak when it rains and not when it snows, it's a problem that actually is a surprise to a lot of folks.
0: So how do we make sure that all of that meltdown doesn't end up melting away the walls and ceilings inside our house?
4: Yeah, so good question. You know, stopping the ice dams is is pretty simple in, in principle. You want to keep the entire roof the same temperature as the eaves or the overhangs. And you can do that by increasing ventilation and adding insulation and essentially sealing off every possible air leak that might warm that underside of the roof. So we're talking about, for example, adding insulation to the floor of the attic so it keeps the heat kind of tamped down where it belongs, which is in the space below the floor of the attic, which is your usually your second floor ceiling. And then to make sure the insulation doesn't get damp, you want to add more ventilation to that attic space as well. And the other thing that you want to do is make sure you're weatherstripping the attic hatch. That's that door or the panel uh, between usually the second floor and your attic or the first floor in your attic, depending on how many storage you got. Because if you leave the hatch unsealed, The warm air is going to leak up around that opening, and that's going to warm the attic. That's going to melt the snow and let that water run down where it'll freeze and cause that ice dam situation all over again.
0: Now, if we do end up with a roof leak that's been a result of an ice dam, is this something that could potentially be covered by homeowner's insurance?
4: Yeah, you know, it It might very well be, and that's a great question because while you need to check with your insurance company to be sure, I have seen many times insurance companies, because it's storm damage, pay for the claim, and not only pay for the claim, they pay for the fix, which in the case of an ice dam involves removing the entire roof and applying a product called ice and water shield that goes right from the edge of the gutter up under the what will be the shingles, and then you put the shingles on top of that. So if you do have an ice dam claim, make sure you get a public adjuster to work for you not the insurance company to file it because you may very well get a brand new roof out of the whole thing
0: heading over to north carolina bob is on the line and looking to install some grab bars in the bathroom tell us about your project
2: well i've got a uh, bath shower surround that i'd like to put some grab bars in. i'm getting Little older, and that <laughs> okay. would, be real, that would be real helpful. Yeah. any anyway, rate, uh, it's composed. The surround is composed of small gauge uh, ceramic tile, like maybe inch and a half squares. Yeah. So I have several questions. One okay. is, would my home uh, level? Stud sensor be able to pick up studs in there, or is there some kind of potential, you know, great metal grating behind there? I'd, I've drilled through many things in my life, and but ceramic tile is not one of them, and I'm concerned yeah. about you know running
4: a crack. Mm-hmm. Sure. So a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I mean, how old is your house? First of all, uh, is it? I'm trying to determine if it's the era where you would have seen the metal lath behind it. 1986. Yeah, definitely not. Okay. So I sense that that is probably, if it's a really good tile installation, it's going to be on a mud wall. Uh, which means it'll be a th- like if the tile is really thick at the edge, then it's on mud, and if not, it may may very well be on uh, on green board, which is a water-resistant drywall. In either event, uh, to your original question, yeah, a stud finder will pick up studs through cement through ceramic tile. I mean, a good one will not all of them, but like a good one from Stanley or something like that can actually see quite deep into the wall and help you figure out where those uh, studs are. And it's smart that you're doing that because obviously you want to catch one of those when you install. Install the, uh, the grab bars. Yes. Now, in terms of drilling through ceramic tile, it's a little scary. But what you need is a special type of drill bit. And if you have it, a drill, the drill bit would have a masonry tip on it. And the drill itself is a hammer drill. So the difference between a regular drill and a hammer drill is the hammer drill sort of taps forward very, very quickly. It doesn't like bang, bang, bang like a hammer would, but it sort of vibrates and and drives forward. And when you have the right bit in a hammer drill, you will cut through that ceramic tile like it's butter. It, It will go through it just like wood and will put that hole where you want it. So is that something that's,
2: I could rent?
4: You may very well be able to rent it, sure.
2: I, yep. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a one-time situation, you know? Yeah,
4: yep. Now, you don't have to have the hammer drill. A, a brand-new drill could work as well, but it's very helpful. The other thing that you could look into is what's called a Tapcon fastener. The tap fastener is designed to bind concrete surfaces. And the reason I say it is because even though you're not really going to bind into the ceramic tile, if you catch that stud behind it, it's like a lag bolt on the other side, and it comes with a masonry bit in the box for that very purpose. So there are two options for you right there.
2: Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Would You know, I don't know where the studs are going to be, but would it be desirable to drill through the grout lining or through the tile itself?
4: Um, I would think um, either would work, but if it was me, I would try to go through the tile itself. Because if you go through the grout, then you're kind of disturbing two tiles, and you're, you're potentially shaking two tiles. I would ah, just go clean point. through, a, point, clean yeah. through a, one of the square tiles. I'd try to keep the, the hole in the middle if I had a choice. Mm-hmm. But you know you're not gonna, you're not always going to have a choice. You'll have a choice on one out of two, but wherever the bottom one hits, you know you're going to have to go with that.
2: Right. Okay. Well, that sounds pretty good.
4: All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit.
2: Okay. Well, thanks so much for your help.
4: Well, now that we have just passed the winter solstice, which means we've got the shortest days and the darkest days of the year, maybe you might be thinking about updating your home security. We're going to help one listener do that on today's show because we've got the Blue by ADT wireless outdoor camera to give away, and that's worth $199. Now, ADT just launched a DIY smart home system this year, which is called Blue by ADT, and it's an expandable system that allows you to customize a smart security system with no long-term contract. The door camera is part of that system. It lets you see and talk to your visitors no matter where you are. It includes night vision and facial recognition, and it's compatible with the Google Assistant and the Amazon Alexa. Learn more at bluebyadt.com or give us a call right now with your home improvement question because, hey, you could just win it. That number is one eight eight money pit. You can also post your question at moneypit.com or facebook.com slash pit. Well, winter storms can pop up very quickly, and when that happens, sometimes it's hard to find what you need to stay safe and to clean up that mess. So, to help, we've got three hacks in today's smart spending tips presented by Bank of America Cash Rewards Credit Card. Now, first up, one of the most difficult situations to get out of is a stuck car in the snow because the tires just spin endlessly, but with no traction, you're not going anywhere. So, quick trick keep a bag of kitty litter or bird seed handy. Just toss it in the Throw it in your garage and spreading that under the tires can help you improve traction and get you out of your driveway or really get you anywhere out of that jam.
0: Now, deicers are also a good thing to keep on hand, especially for your car's windshield. Now, you can make your own deicer from a teaspoon of grease fighting dish detergent like Dawn and a teaspoon of rubbing alcohol, and then mix those both into a half a gallon of warm water. Now, you can even go ahead and mix up a bigger batch of this to use on your driveway, the walkways, windshields, whatever. you got to prevent those wet surfaces from freezing over, and this can do the trick. Now, you can also use before the storm to keep the ice from bonding to hard surfaces. So that's a huge help.
4: Yep, definitely. Now, if you've got sort of a so-so shovel that maybe is a little bit rough and doesn't work so well, here's a hack that can stop that snow from sticking to it. Just spray the snow shovel with cooking spray or, better yet, a lubricant like WD-40. Yes, you. You can add that to the 1,001, now 1,002 uses for that stuff. The snow is going to slide right off, and that makes the shoveling a heck of a lot easier for you.
0: And that's today's smart spending tip presented by the Bank of America Cash Rewards credit card. We're all shopping for essentials online these days. Get rewarded for it with the Bank of America Cash Rewards credit card. You can choose to earn 3% cash back on online shopping.
4: Visit bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding to apply now.
0: Heading to Minnesota where Deb is having some issues with an unlevel floor. What's going on?
1: We're in a house that the main part of the house was built in the 1930s. And that's our problem right now. Although the rest of the house has got issues too. Um, it's over, a little over 3,000 square feet. And we tried to sell it, can't sell it. So we're staying. But we don't. there's only two people living in this big of a house. So we want to block off the upstairs and just live on the main floor Um, we were going to change the stairs and um, enclose them right now they're open stairway but when we started doing that the floor behind it is probably real close to an inch and a half Dip.
4: And why is it important to you that you try to take this dip out of the floor? Because generally when dips form over many, many years, everything gets kind of gets settled in that space. And it's not always a good idea. In fact, it's rarely a good idea to try to pick it back up unless it's an active structural problem, which I doubt this is.
1: We want to replace the steps going upstairs. And we can't do that because the steps that are there right now are actually twisting from the
4: dip. Well, that's not a problem. It's easier to build a set of steps that fits the existing floor structure than it is to try to fix the floor structure. You can easily make a set of steps that has a stringer that's longer on one side than the other. You know, very often um, when stairs are made, sometimes, especially custom stairs, they leave the stringers running long, and the carpenters cut them on site so they fit perfectly in the home. But I don't think it's necessary to try to rebuild your floor just to fix the stairs. Okay, Deb, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the story of the wand. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
0: Post your questions online if you want to reach us that way, just like Andrew in Buffalo did. Now, Andrew writes, My house has developed in dark areas where the sheetrock was screwed to the trusses where the ceiling meets the wall. What is causing this, and should I seal those spots and then paint them?
4: Yeah, you know, this is actually a condition, Andrew, that's called ghosting. And it's caused when warm, moist air rises to the ceiling, and then it's cooled near the outer edge of the wall, and then that air sort of falls downward because the cold air is going to be heavier than the warm air. Now, what causes the actual staining is essentially household dirt. The dirt and dust that collects in the air, even the tiny particles that you don't see, over months and years, they're going to collect on that coldest spot of the wall and sort of deposit layer upon layer of that dirt, and that's what results in that dark sort of shadowy stain that you're seeing. It's an opportunity for you to evaluate the insulation because if you have an area that's not insulated well, then what's going to happen is it will always be cold. It will always be subject to more of that staining uh, than other areas that are insulated well because they don't have the temperature differential that causes that convective loop to basically wash that wall with the dirty air. Now, if you want to try to uh, make it go away, just at least temporarily, I would recommend that you prime it first. Always put a primer on because sometimes if you just paint over it, the stains will come through the paint and you'll continue to see them. And usually the first time you see them is about when you put the the last drop cloth or whatever painting gear you had out and you go oh i can still see him and you got to do it all over again so don't do that go ahead and prime the whole ceilings area and then paint it with a good quality paint and you will be good to go
0: all right next up we've got a question here from tyler in oregon and he writes i have a very large tree between my house and my detached garage cutting it down doesn't seem like an option without damaging one of the structures what is the best way to safely remove this tree
4: Well, it's certainly not a do-it-yourself project, Tyler, because the way to remove a tree that's dangerously close to one or more structures is to essentially disassemble it from the top. And that can only really be done by a tree service with the appropriate equipment, which includes a very long crane. Usually these tree services, they have cranes that are built into their trucks. And what they'll do is they'll support, like, say, the upper section of the tree or take off one big limit at a time. They'll have a guy up in the tree that will cut it, And then the crane basically lifts it up and then moves it away from the house and then drops it down where it can be cut into smaller pieces and and taken away. And really, it's sort of like a tree surgery project, one chunk at a time. I
0: mean, it's super fascinating to watch, too.
4: It really is. We had a large maple tree near our house some years back, and I was just amazed watching these pros take the tree apart, lifting it not only away from the house, but above a set of power lines.
0: It's amazing and terribly precarious. When I was watching, (laughs) we had this massive tree on the front lawn that was sort of dead and on its way out anyway, and branches were falling off. And I watched these guys basically suspend themselves from other branches with chainsaws. I was like, this is not going to end well. But I mean, they were pros, and it was done well well it's such a weird, amazing thing. So Tyler, make sure you're home when the tree comes down because you're going to want to watch this.
4: Thank you so much for spending this first weekend of 2021 with us. We hope that we've given you some tips and advice in this show to help you plan your projects for the exciting year ahead. And remember, we are going to be here for you every step of the way. If you get stuck, if you're in a jam, if you don't know if you should hire a pro or do it yourself, you can always reach out to us at 888 Pit or post the questions at moneyfit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler.
0: And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.
3: You live in a Money Pit.